Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I said, Lord, you're going to get me in trouble just to show us the world? They didn't know anybody wanted somebody to come to hold a teaching meeting in the church. They've got Sunday school teachers in the church. They want you to hold revival meetings, you know. And I couldn't get any meetings if I just taught. And I wrestled with that thing. I'll tell you, sometimes at 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, I'd be walking to church sanctuary aisles of praying, you know, and talking to God about it and, and couldn't get any satisfaction. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Gifts and Callings of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. You know, sometimes we think we're waiting on God, and really He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to make the consecration. He's waiting on us to make the dedication that he wants us to make. And you know, the Lord took me back to some things that he had said to me 10 years before and said, what are you going to do about that? And I talked to the Lord just like I talked to anybody else. I had a fellow one time with me in, in meetings back in the early days of the, uh, of, the, of the healing revival here in America. We were holding a meeting in a certain city, in a city auditorium, some larger meetings, and he was the campaign director. And I overheard him saying to somebody, he said, you know that fellow Hagin prays the funnest of anybody ever heard in my lifetime. He said he'll talk just like he's holding a conversation. And he'll listen, he'll talk, and he'll listen. And he said, I, I started to his room and I heard him talk and I thought somebody's in the room. So I stood at the door and listened and said he'd talk for a while and he'd answer yes and no and then he'd talk and said, I never did hear anybody else talking to him. I thought, well, he's bound to be talking to somebody because he's having a conversation. So he said, I opened the door and peeped in. He's sitting in the middle of the floor with his eyes shut talking to the Lord. I said, well, the Lord's more real to me than anybody I know anyhow. I shouldn't have a conversation with him. Praise the Lord. And so I just talked to him just as plain as I do anybody. He said to me, what are you going to do about what I said to you 10 years ago? I said, Lord, I wasn't really planning on doing anything about that. He said, well, you're going to have to or else. I said, well, I believe I will. <laughs> Amen. I believe I'll just do something about that. Praise God. And so... As I waited before the Lord, I had the leading in my own spirit because he had said to me, I never did call you to pastor to begin with. So then I thought my limited reasoning and limited Bible knowledge at the moment of 1947, I thought that you're either a pastor or evangelist and that was the extent of ministry. So therefore, he wants me to be an evangelist without asking any further questions. I just got ready to go out on the evangelistic field. So I went out on the evangelistic field, holding revival meetings, preaching revival sermons, evangelistic type sermon. And the Lord kept dealing with me to teach. Now I said, Lord, you're going to get me in trouble just to show us the world. <laughs> they didn't know anybody wanted somebody to come to hold a teaching meeting in the church. They've got Sunday school teachers in the church. They want you to hold revival meetings, you know. And I couldn't get any meetings if I just taught. And I wrestled with that thing. I'll tell you, sometimes at 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, I'd be walking to church sanctuary aisles of praying, you know, and talking to God about it and, and couldn't get any satisfaction. Finally, I was holding a meeting in 
January of 1950 down in East Texas. And I was fasting and praying about this very fact. And I started the meeting on Sunday night. And I preached Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, five nights. Five evangelistic type sermons. And if I could say so with humility, which I don't think I can. But, uh, but at one time I excelled in that time. See, I started out as Southern Baptist. And we excelled in, in evangelistic type sermons. And I was a sermonizer in those days. You wouldn't believe it today. And uh, not only that, but after I was saved, I didn't have this ability until after I was born again. I could read anybody's sermon and then get up and preach it word for word. I could read Spurgeon's sermons and get up and preach them word for word. I didn't have that ability until after I was born again. But in high school, after I was born again, was healed by the power of God and raised up from the bed of affliction, went back to high school, they tested me in the history class. I could read a chapter in history I'd never read before in my life. Read it, close the book, stand up and recite it almost word for word. And I can still do that. And so I said, I, I preached five of my best evangelistic sermons that at one time would always get the results and the job done. And I had an anointing on them because I was fasting and praying every single day. And then finally just went on a three-day total fast. And I finally said to the Lord on this fifth day, all right, Lord, about three o'clock in the afternoon, I finally relented. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, give you the Friday night service because, you see, uh, the Friday night service would be the largest crowd, was really the largest crowd we had. Other churches would come and visit. This is just a church revival, see. Sunday night, the building is about two-thirds foot. It's a pretty good-sized auditorium. But... On Monday night, it would start to be a little off, and then Tuesday, it would start building. By Friday night, the building would be full, and sure enough, every seat was taken. The building was full that night. I said, I'm going to give a Bible lesson. I'm going to teach. I'm just going to prove to you that it won't work. <laughs> and so I taught, and I've still got that Bible lesson. Once in a while, I teach on it. On doubt, the thief of God's greater blessing. And that was the first time I taught on it, really. And I spent 45 minutes with a Bible teaching lesson on the subject of faith. It wasn't even addressed to sinners. It was addressed to believers, to the church, to Christians. And, and I made it as dry as I could. You know, I was trying to make it not work, you know. And just as slow as I could, just as dead as I could. And finally, I finished it. And then I said to the Lord, you know, in my heart, now I'm just going to prove to it it won't work. And I had everybody to bow their head and then pray and give an altar call like we usually do. And uh, as I prayed and had folks to lift their hand, there were five men that lifted their hand and all five men came and were saved that night. We'd been preaching five nights and hadn't got anybody saved. On evangelistic message, I gave a Bible lesson on faith and five men come to be saved. And the pastor said to me after the service, said, Brother Egan, you know four of those five men had never been saved before in their life. They wasn't a member of anybody's church, never been a Christian, grown married men. And as a result of that one lesson on faith, he got four families into his church. Then I couldn't sleep for repentance. 
I couldn't sleep beforehand because, you know, the Lord is dealing with me. I was trying to tell him this won't work, you know. And now then I couldn't sleep for repenting. But, you know, when you do what God calls you to do, then everything else will just work out all right and work in its place. And I know the Lord said to me on one occasion, when death had come and fastened itself upon my body, and I felt myself slipping out of the flesh to cross over to the other side. And I know just how you feel when you, when you come to that place. Because I've, I came to the place twice in life and left my body, slipped out of my body to cross over to the other side. And I came back because God said go back. Or Jesus did. And I knew I was right at that point of leaving the flesh, departing to be with Christ, as the scripture said, which is far better. When suddenly I heard a voice speak from heaven. I wondered about this very often. If anybody else would have heard it, it had been anyone else present. Because there wasn't anybody else present. But to me, at least to me, it was audible. To me, it was just as real as the voice of any man I ever heard in my life. It, except that it came from heaven. came from above. I didn't see anybody, but I heard the voice. The voice said, Thou shalt not die, but thou shalt live. And I want you to go teach my people faith. I have taught you faith through my word. I have permitted you to go through certain experiences. And you've learned faith both through my word and by experience. Now go teach my people what I've taught you. Go teach my people faith. And immediately, faster than you can snap your fingers, the voice ceased speaking. I rose up perfectly well. Praise the Lord. So when the Lord said to me several years afterwards then, get on the radio and teach. Don't preach. Teach. I didn't ask him what to teach. I knew that he wanted me to primarily, not the only thing, of course, but primarily teach faith. And so we're endeavoring to fulfill that part of the ministry or the calling of God. And then in all of our crusades, every single day, we teach on the subject of faith. And so we do our call of God. We know it because of the inward witness. That's all I had. Even after I'd been in the ministry for a good many years, 14 to 15 years, just obeyed that inward witness, that inward something. And then it was that the Lord spoke to me in what I call, to me at least, the audible voice. And then again, the Lord said something else to me when he appeared to me. The Lord Jesus Christ himself appeared to me out here at Rockwall, Texas, September the 2nd, 1950. As we were all praying around the altar together in a tent meeting, I heard a voice say three times, come up hither. I didn't even open my eyes or look, just kept praying. I don't like to be disturbed while I'm praying. So I never opened my eyes, never looked up. To tell you the real truth about it, the thought flashed through my mind, somebody's playing tricks on us. Because again, to me, that was an audible voice. I thought everybody heard it. I asked him later, and the pastor said he didn't hear it, and no one else heard it. But the fourth time, the voice said, come up hither, come up to the throne of God. 
And when I heard that, I opened my eyes, lifted up my head, opened my eyes to look to see who's doing the talking and who they're talking to. I didn't realize anyone was speaking to me. When I opened my physical eyes, just as open as they are now, God allowed me to see into the spirit realm. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, The Destiny Package, featuring the books, I Cannot Be Defeated and I Will Not Quit, and How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny, both by Ken Hagan. Plus, The Gifts and Callings of God, three CDs by Kenneth E. Hagan. All three resources for just $34.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this powerful destiny package today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You can read our Word of Faith magazine online or download it, or you can request it, get a hard hard copy copy. to be sent to your house. But hey, why not just go online and download it and you got your own hard copy? If Rama for Today has blessed your life, then consider giving a financial gift to help offset the cost of broadcasting this program in your area. Our partners make this radio program possible. We thank you for all your support. Interested in becoming a partner? Call today and request Partner Packet. That number is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or visit rhema.org today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Gifts and Callings of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.